Welcome you to our unscripted authentic leadership podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lafayette Lane, along with my other host, uh, John LeBron. So I'm going to uh, just do a quick introduction here of ourselves, um, tell you guys a little bit about what this podcast is. And again, my name is Lafayette Lane. I am, uh, I serve in leadership in a, a couple capacities. Uh, one being in my church as a youth pastor of Go Youth Ministries. Um, Go stands for God's order. So we work with young people there, impacting them, uh, not only in the context of church, but in their schooling and in their everyday lives. I also serve as uh, vice chairman for a youth organization called the Southwest Region Young People's Union, which is a part of an organization of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. I am also a minister at my church, uh, the Apostolic House of Prayer. You want to introduce yourself, uh, John? Yeah, man. Thanks so much. So, uh, John LeBron, um, my leadership experience um, that had some years of experience within uh, youth leadership within the church. Um, since then, um, leadership within um, you know business, family, family-owned business, and so forth. And yep. also, just uh, I spent a lot of time. Um, developing and helping young entrepreneurs in different facets um, sometimes you know in projects i'm working on sometimes helping them with projects that they're working on um, just a really important thing for me is young it's helping young men um, become better young men and you know achieving their goals and their dreams absolutely man that's awesome um so this podcast is just a podcast on various types of leadership dealing socially politically and spiritually and so John and I, we are good friends. I consider him a brother of mine. And so we're just gonna let you guys in on the conversation that we would usually have off camera. And so we believe that um, this will be impactful and have an impact, especially in our world that we are in today. How are you doing, man? You doing all right? Man, I am doing really good. So, yep, feeling good today. You? Good, bro. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Nice Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh doing well. I'm ready to get into the conversation, man. And so Yes, do it. You know, uh we want to talk about leadership and I kinda wanted to start off just kind of defining, kind of giving a, a dictionary definition, but also kind of my own definition of what leadership is to me. And truly for me, leadership is one word influence. Um and so many times people don't think that they're a leader. Um, because they're not in a higher position at their company or a higher position, they're not a pastor of their church, and so they don't consider themselves as qualified as a leader. But the reality is, is that we're all leaders because we all influence someone or somebody in some form, shape, or fashion every day. And so looking at that, and then also the definition of leadership is just the art of motivating a group of people or persons to act toward achieving a common goal. So when you think of leadership, what do you think of when you think of leadership, bro. Man, so, you know, John Maxwell says a leader is literally just anyone with a following. Um, He said that's the the basic premises of being a leader. If you have a following, then you're leading. I had an an old mentor. He passed away a few years. His name was Terry Taylor. 
And he used he taught me that um, on the same idea you mentioned before, people, some people don't think they're a leader. Yeah. He, he said, um, everyone is an example. You know, we've seen mm -hmm. um, different people in business or athletes or different people who have a large stage say, well, I'm nobody's example. And that was their excuse for being a, you know, a bad example. Well, Terry always taught me that everyone's an example. You're just a good one or you're a bad one, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no middle. You're a good example and bad example. It doesn't mean you're always a good, you're, you know, you're infinitely a bad example. I think it just goes in moments of time. Um, and some people have more good moments than bad and, and vice versa. So yeah, none of us are perfect. The goal, the goal is always to stack up those good moments. <laughs> Absolutely. So. And, and I love how you said about the example of the athletes, because so many times I've seen that in interviews, athletes will say, man, I'm not a role model. And so I can just carry myself and conduct myself in any way I feel deemed because, you know, I didn't sign up to be a role model. But the reality is, is that if you have any type of following, like you said, you have influence. And so that's kind of like our want to lead into our topic today about that whole piece of, well, I, I don't have influence or I'm not a leader, um, talking about compromising leadership because someone is watching you and the decisions that you make can adversely affect someone in a negative way and see them, you know, can change their life on a negative trajectory or it could, you know, have a, a positive impact on their life to where it can change their life for the better and they'll never be the same again. Um, talk about that, John, about that responsibility piece in those that are in the leadership role that we have to be mindful and cognizant of our actions, even if we feel that we shouldn't have to always monitor what we're doing or monitor how we're carrying ourselves uh, simply because someone's watching us. Yeah, uh, leaders have to understand that you live in a glass house. This is how mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, Somebody is watching you. I have children and they watch me all the time. Yeah. You know, we spend a lot of car time and I teach them things, turn the radio down, um, teach them little things here and there. And I really don't ever know if they're paying attention. And then every now and then, though, you know, yeah. something will happen, and my son or my daughter, they'll 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 say something that I had said, and I'm like, wow, I just all of a sudden you hit that moment. Like I remember saying this in the car, right? And yeah. um, so it's just like um, it's just, it's a good feeling. But even outside of that, as you just go through life and you lead in your church, in your company, um, just in your community, you could be in your neighborhood, right? You could be that great family in the neighborhood that just does things the right way. Um, yeah. And it's just understanding that you're always going to have to um, be that right example. If not, then I guess you'll have the, the, the bad seeds and the consequences of, of not being that person. But yeah. being a stable, I found that... Um, stability and um, just that consistency of being a good example allows others to um, lean on you when they're maybe not as strong and especially when they have some some down times so absolutely and then you just saying that just now just sparked a, a spark plug while you were talking about your kids and how they watch you whether you you know knowingly or unknowingly and they're going to mimic what they see and to me just now with the thought that came to my mind was in leadership in order to be an effective leader or a good leader you can't have a selfish mentality mm. because it's not about you um i can't remember what book it was that i read um, but it was talking about that leadership is bleedership 
Mm. And that as a leader, oftentimes you are the one that's going to be sacrificing the most because it is an unselfish role. It is a role that you are always the spectacle of everybody. You're on display at all times. And if you're not careful and you have a selfish mindset, you'll be like those athletes that say, you know, it doesn't matter because you only care about yourself. But when you realize the responsibility and the weight of that responsibility that my actions can determine someone else's life, man, that just changes the whole game. And so when I think about that, I think about this word compromise. And I wanna talk about compromising leadership. To me, uh, compromising leadership is not from the perspective of compromise can be looked at as well, I'm trying to find a solution that will appease all parties. But then there's another side to compromise that says, I'm willing to let down my morality, my integrity, my standards to compromise for something that I can gain personally that will benefit me personally, but it will adversely affect someone else's that I'm fought that's following me negatively. What do you think about when you think about compromising leadership? It's a slippery slope, man. Um, you know, one of the things I've always respected highly about Lafayette since we got to know was just his standards and principles, wow. right? Um, you know, we've talked about that. And just to let, let the audience in a little bit with the respect level, when my wife and I talk about what happens, what if something happens to us, who are the role models we want to have in our life? Um, your name has come up multiple times. Wow. And so now as a parent... You know, I can barely talk about my kids without getting emotional. So, you know, it's if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's nice, big deal. As a parent, that's everything, right? Yeah. Um, so just, I don't think, I don't know if I've told you that before, but wow. and I wasn't on my notes or nothing. It just came <laughs> came up. But, um, you know, um, non-compromising. So um, I think everybody needs to start, but you have to, at some time, um, decided sort of what are your non-negotiables are going to be. Um, and I really think that comes from defining your um, like core principle or your, your core values and principles. So, yeah. for example, if you want to understand how that looks for me, um, you know, we start everything off with faith, right? It doesn't have to be everybody's decision. But for me, in my house, um, God is first. And the reason we do that is because he gives us the foundation for every, where everything else should flow properly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then from there, it's my marriage. Right. And a lot of people say, oh, what about the kids? And I'm like, and I learned this from a good friend named Brett. Um, he taught me that I had something similar, but he wants to find this out better than I ever did. No. And, um, you know, if the marriage isn't right, then you can't really make the kids right. If the marriage yeah. is broken, it affects the kids. And I understand there's lots of things that happen in life. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the principle is not correct, right? I'm not judging anybody if the, if the marriage didn't work out or if their kids had to get separated. I get it, man. I've had it in family too. But it doesn't mean that the principle is incorrect. So faith, God, then my marriage, then my kids. So my wife always comes before my kids come. Um, and from there, it's my business. Not Some people are like, well, what about your parents or your family or your friends? Well, it has to be my business because when my friends and family need something, like when a friend comes to me, it's usually for either advice or sometimes for like money or, you know, they need help with stuff or yeah. I wish I want to be a bigger blessing to the community. And you have to have your finances right to be able to do that. Right. Poor people can't help someone else who's in need of financial, a financial mm -hmm. need. So and that's not a knock on anybody. It's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and then comes my families and friends, you know, and in there I would probably fit in country and stuff like that. 
but that's just non-compromising um, you know standards and so um, you have to have those in in place and so from there you could um, it would be it's a lot easier to understand where, where where it's acceptable to sort of come to compromises and so forth but we got a lot of bad examples of compromising leaderships we can go into <laughs> politics and go anywhere but what about you man you've always had a solid uh, a solid core uh, of principles why don't you talk to that yeah man just along those same lines my faith is the core of my essence that everything i do is based upon my faith now i am a christian unashamedly i believe in jesus christ and i'm not ashamed about it and so and understanding that uh and walking through the word of god and living by the word of god i try to base my values and my principles upon that and that really is where the unselfish aspect comes from because let's be honest about human beings we're selfish by nature let's be honest uh whether you're republican democrat it doesn't matter black white hispanic we're selfish by nature but the reality is is that if we're going to live upon the faith of that i'm speaking of um then it is a selfless act and i love how you said about the foundation that is so critical everything that you see in life is built upon a structure a house has a foundation a car has a foundation a car can you can have an engine but if you don't have the tires you don't have the foundation that car is not going anywhere amen and so a lot of times in life people are on the wrong path and they're on the wrong trajectory because the foundation is is whack the foundation is off the bible talks about that man that built his house upon the sand and then there was a man that built his house upon the rocks and when the wind came and the storm came the one who built his house upon that sand foundation he wasn't able to stand the test of time because his foundation was weak uh, it couldn't stand against the winds of life and that's what we see now uh, you know bro we're in the middle of a pandemic there's a lot going on and your foundation has been exposed a lot of people are not able to survive through this time of what we're going in it's because they're not built on a good foundation when that is in critical to leadership uh we see different leaders uh you see your foundation based upon your actions i'm not here to cast aspersions upon anybody or talk uh negative against any leader uh, whether you're republican democrat god bless you uh but that foundation will be exposed and, and let me just say this uh, when it comes to political politics bro uh you know you and i have had a lot of conversations on that uh i've come to discover that both wings belong to the same bird so whether you're a republican democrat conservative uh non-bipartisan whatever you consider yourself to be a socialist there's a motive behind everybody and so we just have to make sure that our motives are correct and our motives are pure and it's hard to find that in leadership and it can be very tough especially when we're talking about the compromising leadership um, because you're trying to make the right decision but sometimes the right decision can how can i say it it, it could be the wrong decision in someone else's eyes but you know it's the right decision but the reality is is this is what i try to tell myself you can't please everybody mm -hmm. you can't please everybody yeah i think some people even come in position with the right intentions 
Yeah. Um, but then the association, that could be a whole other talk. Ah. The association often makes the immorality or the compromising behaviors a norm, yeah. which is really when you can really get into politics. And then it's almost, you know, it's normal to do this. And right. well, if, if you, you know, in your first few months in politics, this might have seemed like, oh, whoa, 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 I'm not, this is not how we operate. Yeah. But after a while, you almost forget that where your core foundation was and your non-compromising principles yeah. and um, and you forget about that stuff and then it becomes just normal to make these decisions um, yeah. that affect a lot of lives. So, and that's, yeah. that can be anywhere. That can be, that can be at the, in a company, right? That can be in leadership at a, at a company. There's a lot of, a lot of leaders that um, lose their way as they, as they build their business or they grow within a company and maybe leadership within that company loses their way a little bit. That's when you find all the new scandals and so forth. Not, I mean, most people, I think, at the core are good. I just think they've, um, you know, I don't. God doesn't make junk. So, um, yeah, everybody starts off great. Um, kids and everything. I don't, I don't believe in bad kids. Um, I just think there's kids that have lost their way and un unfortunately probably do bad leadership in the house. But Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And so... I, I want to pose kind of the, the opposite and and maybe we could dig into this a little deeper yeah. with that that compromise piece because do you think that there's no room for compromise because we talked about the, mm -hmm. the negative aspect of compromise mm -hmm. but then there's another part of compromise that says okay as a leader i don't have all the answers i don't have all the solutions and i remember you and i had a conversation a while back and you told me that a leader it's like a duck in water. And I never forgot this. Never forgot this. Because when people look at leaders, they think, well, they're the pastor of the church. They have all the answers. You know, the pastors, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, the preacher, the counselor, all wrapped up in one. They have to have every answer, right? You're the CEO of the company. You know all the answers to, you know, you gotta manage the budget, manage the employees, manage everything, the infrastructure. And the reality is is that that leader is like that duck that's in water. When you see that duck that's in water, above water, it looks calm, cool, and collected. But if you were to go underneath the surface, it's frantic. The, the legs are moving at a fast pace because it's just trying to stay above water. And that's what leadership is. And so there's a piece to leadership that I'm thinking there has to be a positive compromise. And what I mean by that is that, you know, just in any company, whether in church, you've got a board, you've got a group of advisors that you will have those people in your ear that says, hey, man, that may not be the right move. That may not be the right decision. Let, let's look at that a little deeper. Let's look at that a little further. And so you're willing to compromise in the aspect of listening and lending your ear to find another solution that might be better for the overall uh, betterment of that group or whatever that context that you are currently serving in in leadership. What do you think about that aspect of compromise or would you call it something else? No, I mean, I'm, I'm right with you. Um, first of all, on that same aspect of, you know, hopefully you have good association on those boards and so yeah. forth um, and no personal agendas. Um, that's a big thing. Um, so, but for me, it's got to start off with those non-negotiables. Uh, non I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, for it, 
how I look at it is, okay, um, if is you have a goal or a mission or whatever, if that's at risk, it's typically the, you know, the issue could be you you see it in government and churches and stuff all the time where something's not getting done because two sides of people can't come to a, an agreement on what to do. So you're just stuck. So is that at risk? Yes. Okay. And then the next, as the leader though, um, you have to decide, okay, is the issue at hand or the disagreement part of my part of my non-negotiables yeah. if it's a non-negotiable then you have to hold to those non-negotiables otherwise you start to compromise now your non-negotiables though should like i said those should be a core standards of like life it's not just like well i like green no matter what so the logos will always be a hint of green right that's <laughs> right um it's it's just it's more like you know we don't ever treat people this way and that would cause us to do that so wow. we will never go that direction wow. um right and so if it if so if it's if you're like okay we may not complete our goal and um with that so we got to figure something out and it's not part of the non-negotiables then um, you have to decide, you know, okay, so what is it, how important is this detail that we're having issue over? And is it in each party has to decide that and, you know, is the issue um, part of so is it is it supporting my personal agenda? You know, is that the reason? Yeah. Um, and I tell people all the time, I heard it on this radio show once, um, people that a lot of times people, you know, we get this approval addiction. It's where mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, where? Well, too fast, John. Too fast. Sorry. I'll, I'll hold that back. Addiction. Say yeah. that again. Say that again. Well, we get approval addiction. Approval addiction. Yeah. And so a lot of times we want to um, always be right. Right. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I hate being wrong. Just, uh, ask, just, just ask, just ask my uh, beautiful wifey. Just don't like it. <laughs> um, it's true. She's amazing, and yeah. um, and she'll tell you. I just nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody likes to be. But wrong. it take it takes a real humble person to admit that. But people have to stop trying to always be right and just focus on getting things right, right? Ooh. Which will really, I think, help with the compromise. Like, let's just get this right, not try to each be correct. Because then if you're a little bit off, you're trying to like um, justify, right? Why? Well, well, it, yes, it's supposed to be that way, but think of it my way. And you're always trying, then you go into this justification mode, which is, you know, and then you start making up stories, making up lies, and then we, you end up in DC. So, um, and so, <laughs> and so like that's, you know, anyways, yeah, just, let's just focus on getting it right as, as leaders in the community. Um, and I think if you go in that with the right heart, y you know, you you're going to do great. You said, you said so many good points in what you just <laughs> said, and I, I had to pull out my phone and, and type this down. In my <laughs> you said, you talked about, uh, people that are addicted to being right mm -hmm. and that our focus should shift from stop trying to be right and let's get things right. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Because my mind started thinking just within the context of church and work, um, you talked about that uh, there are some people that have those non-negotiables that it may sound silly. Like you said, you know, my favorite color is green. And so the logo of the company has to be great. You know, yeah. when we print out papers from the printer that whatever we pass out has to have some form of green on it. And we find that in church. 
because I'm looking at because of the pandemic, the pandemic has forced companies, it has forced uh, churches to make a shift in their structure. And some companies, some churches were not able to make that shift because I'm not willing to go against what I know or what I think is right instead of trying to get things right for the betterment of everybody else. And so instead of coming to the church that's brick and mortar and, oh, that's the only way we can have church, you know, that's the that's what's right. Instead of saying, hey, we can have a cyber sanctuary. We don't need a we don't need four walls to worship mm -hmm. God. We can create an altar anywhere instead of yeah. having um, our meetings for the company in person and wasting everybody's time traveling here and there. We can set up the, the meetings on Zoom. But mm -hmm. some people are unwilling to do that because they're concerned about what's right to them instead of doing uh, the things that's right for everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's that approval addiction that you say, I love that so much. I'll have to unpack that. And if I use it in a sermon, I'll, 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 I'll credit you for that. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I'll be famous. <laughs> <laughs> but but that is so that is so real. And I think that has to be broken through a process of saying, you know what? I'm the type of person that I like to be right. I, I like to be in control. I, I'm a type of I like to be in control, bro. I don't like people driving me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like trusting people to do this. I don't like mm -hmm. really asking people to do things for me because I like you. to be in control. Yeah. But the reality is, is that no man is an island. And if you're going to be successful through life, we need each other. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to that place, the way we say we need each other, we have to get out of the mindset that I'm always right. Or, you know, I have this certain degree behind my name and I've been to here and I live here and I make this much here. And so my ideas are always right. Or, you know, where we come from is always right or your perspectives is always wrong it's because we have that approval addiction mm -hmm. wow that, that really blessed me man <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow wow and, and so I, I saw i know we talked at the beginning about we laid the foundation of leadership and what it was um but i'm looking at the notes here and you have put a note you you asked the question why is leadership important why is leadership important and if you don't have a leader, how do you know where you're going? Mm -hmm. In any successful movement, in any successful anything in life that goes anywhere forward, there's always a leader. And, and so why, why do you think leadership is important? I know that you've probably already answered this, but just give me your perspective of why, why you thought that was important to put down. Um, you know, I think the, the, without a leader, there's typically no direction. So, um, and if you're not moving forward, you're automatically moving backwards, right? There's no, there's no steps. Life is more like an escalator. It's always moving. It's not really a stair. You know what I mean? You're not just standing still. You're progressing or you're um, declining all the time, sometimes faster, sometimes slower, wow. but it's constant, right? And life is so fast right now. And it just gets faster and faster and um it's really easy to get caught up in it and um so yeah i think the leader just has to be there always the one um sort of putting out the vision right here's what we can do and not just being the guy so i so many people in leadership want to be like the spotlight right and i've always talked i've always taught people that 
you know, your your job is to as a leader is to be more like a mirror, right? I mean, when something bad happens, let me take it back. When something bad happens, it's on you, right? As the leader and yep. the protector of the people you're leading, right? Just yep. fall on the sword for them, <laughs> and they will do anything for you. Um, but on, on the reverse side, as you know, the attaboys and the accolades come in, you're a mirror, and you reflect that back onto your team, your organization, your church, whatever. And you just have to be confident enough in your own skin within yourself to realize that I don't need, I don't need to like live in the limelight. I can just, right? Um, my ring light is good enough. And, uh, and so just, <laughs> just put it on your team. A lot of them really will, they, they need it, man. They, they yep. love it. They work hard for you. Um, I just heard a quote from a guy, you guys, most people have probably heard of Gary Vee all the time. And I, a business guy, I'm not promoting him necessarily. Just, he had said something that said, um, you know, a CEO's, most CEOs think their employees work for the CEO. He said, I think that I work for them. And that's the difference. And I was like, total mind shift. Like I heard that and I thought instantly changed. thought, wow, that's a whole mindset shift. And that goes from now appreciating everybody who's been following you all that time. Absolutely. I love how you said that leadership is not about the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, is that many people think that leadership always means you're out front. But there are a lot of people that do work behind the scenes that if they didn't do what they did behind the scenes, there would be no production. Yep. There would be no show. There would be no sponsors. There would be uh, uh, no church if the people didn't do what they did behind the scenes. You know, people often think, oh, the janitor, he's, he's less than the CEO. Mm -hmm. Not at all, because if mm -hmm. the facility is not clean and if the structure is not appeasing to the eye, nobody's coming. And so leadership is not about rank. It's about servitude. Just as you said, it is not about, oh, well, I'm the CEO and my employees work for me. No, I work for them. Because the reality is, is that if you get caught up in the limelight, you'll find out really quickly that those lights are very bright. And if you are not equipped, if you are not called, if you are not designated to serve in that capacity, those lights will burn you. And you'll experience what they call burnout or I don't feel like I can do it anymore. A lot of that is not because we're out of energy or we've been working so hard, is that you're not equipped or you're not called to serve in that capacity because you thought that it was about the fanfare and being faced, uh, uh, being featured on flyers and being featured on social media. When the reality is, is that leadership is hard work. Leadership is servitude and anybody that serves in a restaurant, let's just take a restaurant, a restaurant example, for example, those who serve as servers in a restaurant, you put your apron on every time you go to work. And when you put your apron on and work, you start off the day, your apron is nice and clean. It may be white, but by the time that you're done into your shift and you're done serving, when you go home, you leave with mess and stains and dirt on you. That's not your mess. And that's what exactly what leadership is. The the mess and the dirt that we have to work through oftentimes is not something that we've caused as leaders, but it's by the people that we are serving. And the Bible talks about how you should serve the Lord with gladness. That's how we should serve the context that we've been called to, whether you've been called to lead a group of 50, 10 or a group of 500 or 5,000, you shouldn't have in your mind, well, you know, this will be more joyous for me if I was pastoring, if I was leading 
a church of 500 or 200 mm -hmm. rather than that pastor that's just called to have 50 or 20. You should do both because it should never be about the audience. We're all supposed to be doing this for the audience of one, right? Mm -hmm. And that is for God and be pleasing to him. And so, man, I thought that was so good about being caught up in the limelight of leadership. Did you have anything else, bro? Yeah. So you, we, you know, we talk on this leadership thing. We've been talking a lot and so, well, we, I've been mentioning a lot in respect to, and I don't necessarily mean intended that way, but it, I think it, we get, refer a lot of examples to like top, what we would consider like top leadership. Right. Yeah. But really um, people have to understand their leadership role within all like levels of life and you know we all are leaders in different areas so you know my house is a house of four people and two dogs and so you know there's not like there's this giant organization in my home that you're trying to lead right and <laughs> almost everybody who's listening would is the same way right you might you have to lead, start with yourself first of all right lead yeah. yourself yeah um and once you learn to lead yourself i think god will bless you with you know spouse and kids if that's what you really if that's what you desire right yeah. and then um but then when you can effectively effectively lead that you'll be blessed with much more um just like finances or anything like that right take care of one you get blessed with much more yeah. um so forth and so while we do mention companies and church leaders and like leaders of churches it starts at home and you know yeah. in the living room so that's so good man i never heard anybody put it in the perspective of before you're leading anybody else, you got to learn how to lead yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is from the perspective of, I know what I believe. I know what I stand on and I'm not going to waver from that. And so I'm not going to go out there and try to tell anybody else something to live by that I'm not doing myself. You know, that famous cliche, we say, you're just preaching to the choir at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's falling on deaf ears. And so learning to lead yourself. And like you said, it starts at home. It starts at home. And a lot of what we're seeing is that a lot of people don't allow, have a lot of home training. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so it shows that when you go out to try to lead a group of people, your lack of training and lack of discipline that should have started. And it's a part of that foundation. Again, we're mm -hmm. going back to the foundation. It starts at home. Do you have anything else, bro? Um, now with the home thing, man, I, uh, you know, we could talk all day about leadership in the home. One of my favorite uh, poems is, uh, it's an unknown author, but it's called The Little Chap That Follows Me. It basically talks about, and I have it, I keep it right over here to my left on a bookshelf. I give it to all like new dads and stuff. I give it out all the time. It's just about being the example, right? Yeah. Just... You be the example and um, and your little your kids will follow you, you know, so Absolutely. yeah, there's no do as I say, not as I do. It's watch me do yeah. as I do. So, yeah. 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 And and I and I say this all the time and I've heard I don't know who I heard it from an older person, but they said, I see better than I hear. Mm. So yeah. I, I can hear you saying what you do. I hear you saying a lot of these words and they sound mm -hmm. great. A lot of promises that you say but I see better than I hear. And so people follow you by what they see more than by what they hear. Yeah, in business, we say, um, when you're know when you trying to mentor and, and lift, uplift people, we say, um, listen to what they say, then watch what they do. Mm -hmm. If what they say lines up with what they do, then you know you have a potential leader um, to groom in your, within your, if you're talking about companies. 
if it differs, then, you know, there could be some work. It's not perfect. Nobody's hundred percent given some grace, but, yeah. um, yeah. What do they say? And then what do they do after that? Same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, man, listen, I, I've enjoyed, this is our first episode. Yeah, man. And I think that the conversation went well, talking about compromising leadership, talking about the foundation of leadership, why leadership is important and that everyone's a leader. And our prayer is that those that would listen to this, this is just the beginning. This is just our first episode. Uh, we're going to get deeper and deeper each week uh, by various topics. And, and we want you all that will tune in, whether you watch this by via Facebook, this will also be available on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So we have various platforms and you also can find our page also on Facebook. Follow us. Follow John, LeBron, you'll see all types of leadership and motivational uh, content on his page, all positivity. Follow me on Facebook. This, the guys that you see here, this is this is real life for us. And so follow us on Facebook, also on Instagram, at Unscripted Leadership, at LeBron613, and then at Lafayette B. Lane. And you'll see all that information on the bottom of your screen there. You can find us on any social media p- platform. Also on Facebook, we are under Unscripted Authentic Leadership. We have enjoyed this episode. We pray that you all have been blessed by this. And we will see you all next week. This has been Unscripted. Until next week, God bless you. Mm-hmm.